Welcome back to another episode of Balanced Hormones, Balanced Life. This is your resident hormonologist, Stephanie. And today I want to talk about how to get your body ready for pregnancy. If you are looking to conceive, this is the podcast episode you want to tune into. So today we're going to talk about how to get your body really geared up so that you can conceive. And this is some of the things that I found to be very useful to help me and my process of being able to conceive my first child, which I'm super excited about. And you guys, I'm more than halfway through my pregnancy at the time of this recording. So I'm so excited about that. This can be a very exciting time for a lot of people who are in the process of preparing for pregnancy, but it can also cause a lot of undue stress. When you are trying to conceive, remember that everyone's biologic clock is vastly different just because one person may have conceived within a matter of months does not mean that is that is particularly the case for everyone. It took me quite a few years to be able to get to conception. So I definitely understand that if it doesn't happen quickly, don't fret. Similarly, if you've heard of others experience a lot of complications, also does not mean that it would be relevant to your actual experience either. So understand that everyone's experience is different. There are a number of tips for, for, to prepare your body and your mind for pregnancy, the healthier you are at the start, the better your chances of having a healthy and happy overall experience. First and foremost, it is important to manage the stress that you are dealing with properly. Not only will establishing good stress relief routines help you during your pregnancy, but stress can also prevent a whole slew of other issues, which can really impact conception altogether, along with causing a lot of damage to your hormonal health. Stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol inhibit the release of the body's sex hormones, which can result in suppressing ovulation in women, reducing sperm count in men, and lower libido in both men and women. Ensure the presence of these hormones inhibit fertility by signaling the body that conditions are not necessarily ideal for conception. The solution to reducing the effects of this hormone is, of course, reducing stress. First, you must examine the different stressors in your life and determine if any of them can be removed or lessened. For example, if you are experiencing stress in your work environment, you begin to see what resources are available to address it or seek help from your employer if appropriate. Not all stressors can necessarily be eliminated, of course. Next best thing to do is to change how you react to stress. While many of these things in life are out of control, how we choose to react to any given situation is 100% within our power. Starting a stress reduction routine can help lessen the effects of stress on your health. Some habits can actually be implemented daily to help you minimize your stress, including getting ample amount of sleep. Sleep is pivotal. Enjoying an exercise routine that doesn't seem like it's strenuous, it doesn't seem like it's a chore, reading for pleasure, practicing yoga, beginning a meditation practice, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon or midday, journaling regularly, pick whatever one works best for you and start with your own stress-reducing routine today. Now, it might be just one thing that you start off with and you slowly start to add others. Feel free to do whatever you feel is best for you that helps reduce your stress. The other thing is to deal with chronic stress, as we talked about. Of course, it disrupts a lot of your hormonal balance. This affects the health of the egg and the sperm, as well as significantly decreasing libido. Fortunately, there are some herbs that can be taken 
for your nervous system support and endocrine functions and reduce the negative effects of the stress that you have. So try some of these yourself. Some of these are my absolute favorite, especially ashwagandha root, which helps regulate thyroid and adrenal function, bee pollen, which boosts immunity and fertility, chamomile flowers, which acts as a mild sedative and may help reduce stress, relax the nervous system, and induce a restful state of mind. Another one is lemon balm. Lemon balm, and I have tons of it, goes like crazy in my backyard in the summertime, so I dry a ton of it. Um, helps with stress response, lessens depression, and reduce the feeling of anxiety. Another one is skull cap, which will have a very similar effects as lemon balm. Linden flower lowers anxiety, depression, and sleep issues. Maca root nourishes the endocrine system. And maca is definitely one of my favorite ones too. It's really great for hormonal balance overall. Before you try to conceive, you might also want to talk to a doctor about any genetic carrier screenings. There are a number of diseases that you and your partner might be carriers for, so making it more likely to pass these things along to your kid. Now, yes, they do have a lot of genetic screenings that you can get, such as the Horizon and the Panorama, uh, which I'm going to be getting done soon, but that's usually once you have conceived, but you might want to do some genetic screening prior to just to see if any of these carriers that you have is going to be passed down on your kid. And that can make a decision on whether you want to proceed forward through the pregnancy or look at other options. All this requires is saliva or a blood sample. And in most cases, it's even covered by a lot of your health insurances. Some of the most common disorders screened include cystic fibrosis, sickle cell, um, other tie sash disease, there are more than 100 other things that they can be tested for. Many conditions are rare. However, knowing if, if anything, you are dealing with in the right steps to try to conceive. A genetic counselor can discuss the results with you and um, talk about other options that you might have. The other thing is that we need to look at having a normal BMI. Not only having a healthy BMI to start your pregnancy off right, but maintaining a healthy weight is also associated and having more success when you're trying to conceive. Having a low or high body mass index or BMI makes it more difficult for some women to become pregnant. Additionally, it can contribute to complications with pregnancy or delivery. Your BMI is based on your weight and height and is used as a general estimate of body fat percentage. However, they are extremely muscular, might not get the most accurate results due to the measurement of not accounting to muscle mass. BMI calculations typically use the metric system. However, there is a BMI equation with a conversion factor. So weight in pounds divided by height in inches times height in inches um, times 703 equals your BMI. So example is if someone is 65 inches tall and weighs 140 pounds, they would have a BMI of 23.29. All right. So the BMI categories are as follow. 18.5 or below is considered underweight. 18.5 to 24.9 is considered healthy. 25 and 29.9 is considered overweight. A 30 and above is considered obese. And this is other things that you're going to know that once you do become pregnant, you are going to be able to track your amount of weight gain based off of your BMI. The lower your BMI, the more weight you'll probably put on. The higher BMI, the less weight you'll put on throughout your pregnancy.
Following an exercise routine is also very great in helping to reduce stress and improving your BMI. A healthy exercise program includes 30 minutes or more of moderate exercise, such as walking, cycling, or weight training on most days of the week. If you're new to exercise or have been out of touch for quite a while, then you want to ease into a routine. You don't want to just start out the bat going crazy. Start with something easy like walking 10 to 20 minutes a day and get more steps in by taking the stairs instead of the elevator or parking your car further away from your destination. Better yet, try to find something that you and your partner can do together. Working out can be more successful when you have someone that helps motivate you. Another one is to make sure that you are eating healthy. Now, you know, I talk about eating healthy and exercise a lot, but this is going to play a pivotal role when it comes to conception. Even if you are looking to lose weight in order to help your fertility, you still need to make sure that you are avoiding the popular diet plans that eliminate certain foods or food groups. Low-carb diets, for example, can rob your body of many of the important vitamins and nutrients that you need to have to sustain a healthy pregnancy. So here are some simple guidelines to include in your daily diet. Five or more servings of whole grains, two cups of fruit, and two and a half cups of vegetables. Be sure that you are including a variety of the dark green leafy vegetables and things such as oranges for vitamin C-rich foods, as well as dry beans and legumes also. Five to six ounces of lean protein for a variety of sources such as fish, beans, poultry, meat, pork, eggs, and nuts, and three or more servings of dairy or calcium-rich foods. This is your time, if you haven't already, to quit smoking and excessive drinking. And I'm sure you already know how it can be very detrimental to your health. But when you're looking to prepare for pregnancy, it is best to consider quitting this habit now. Many studies have shown that smoking can lead to miscarriage, premature birth, and low birth rate babies. Chronic cannabis use, for example, can lower sperm count. Research suggests that tobacco use, even secondhand smoke, can affect your fertility and lower sperm count. When it comes to alcohol, the influence on fertility is not well understood. However, research supports that alcohol-specific in excess negatively influence both male and female reproductive systems. Stopping unhealthy habits such as smoking and drinking can be very difficult for some people to break. But here are some tips that can help you out. Nicotine replacement therapy can be used such as the patch or the gum. Experts recommend setting a quit date to give you time to set a plan rather than simply trying to go cold turkey. Unless a therapist when quitting bad habits proves to be more um, difficult than you actually might have expected. So having a coach or a therapist there is really great. Cravings are time related, usually lasting about 10 minutes. So reducing the craving often is a matter of finding something else to do for that period of time. The other thing that you want to do is limit your toxin exposure. There is no doubt that environmental toxins negatively impact human health in numerous ways. That being said, it is clear that eliminating toxic exposure can improve your overall health. Avoiding all the toxins in your environment is very impossible, but limiting the potential hazards that you have around your house can really begin to improve both your health and your fertility health. Ways to lower your exposure of toxins include avoiding synthetic fragrances. I know they smell good, but they're not good for you. Choosing BPA-free products or just eliminating plastic altogether, whether they are BPA-free or not. Choosing chemical-free home and personal care products. So bye-bye your bleach, 
bye-bye all of the stuff that you typically see on the shelf and start making your own or looking for more natural items. Tossing makeup products that contain parabens, uh, also sodium sulfate and mercury. So let's take a deeper look into this. How much do you know about the actual ingredients that you have in your body care products? Most body care products contain ingredients that mimic estrogen hormones in the body and are known as endocrine disruptors. In other words, these components are directly responsible for your hormonal imbalances. Many fertility problems are linked to an overabundance of estrogen in your body because, again, these endocrine disruptors have things called zetoestrogens. In women, excess estrogen is linked to early onset of puberty, administration at young ages, endometriosis, uterine fibroids, uterine cysts, PCOS, breast cancer, irregular menstrual cycles, endometrial hypoplasia, and low progesterone levels. For men, excess estrogen can equate to a hormonal imbalance with testosterone, low sperm count, and overall low sperm health. Exposure to BPA has been linked to reducing A quality as well as several hormonal imbalances. BPA chemicals used to make plastic hard and clear can be something that you see on the shelves all the time, such as reusable bottles and storage containers. It can be found in epoxy residencing and forms a protective lining inside of metal food and beverage cans. BPA has gained global attention as an environmental contaminant that impacts the health owing to a widespread exposure of endocrine disrupting properties. Due to this increased awareness, it has become easier to recognize what products do not contain this dangerous chemical. So other tips to avoid BPA, stop drinking out of bottled water, instead opt for stainless steel or glass water bottles, avoid plastic made with BPA and certain types of plastic for food, or again, going with something that is more of glass versus plastic, avoid heating food in plastic containers or plastic wrap or foam store containers, store um, storage food containers made out of glass, ceramic, and other food-safe metals are great. And look for the BPA-free label on products. Now it's time to really detox your life. While eliminating toxins completely is unrealistic, there are a number of leading culprits that you can actually avoid. So you want to start knowing these things that are going to have a big disruption to your endocrine system. Paraffins are commonly found in deodorant, shampoo, toothpaste, lipsticks, and other products. So going with something more natural that's paraffin-free is the key. Phthalates are most liquid body care products. Think lotion, liquid soap, perfume, hair products. Phthalates have been linked to birth defects and the reproductive system of boys. Low sperm mobility in adult men has also been linked to this endocrine disruptor. 4-MBC is used in sunscreen lotions and has been shown to be a harmful endocrine disruptor. Try opting for more natural sun protection when available. And triocene is an antibacterial agent found in antibacterial soap, some kind of toothpaste, and mouthwashes. This chemical has been linked to the disruption of both male and female reproductive organs, and studies have suggested even decrease in sperm count. There are tons of supplements that you can choose from out there. So let's talk about some supplement health. A lot of them will help the health of the female reproductive hormones and the eggs. I've included a few of them that I personally like. This is CoQ10. CoQ10 can boost 
antioxidant power and the mitochondrial function to improve the quality of the eggs. 200 milligrams three times a day is recommended. Melatonin. Now, I'm not a huge, huge fan of this all the time, but some people might actually need to have this. Um, it is really great for antioxidant to encourage health of the ovarian function and aid in sleep. So I would say no more than three milligrams each evening. EPA and DHA fish oils can help produce higher quality egg and help reproductive functions in the bat's maternal age. So taking 1,200 to 1,500 milligrams daily is recommended. Folic acid, taking 400 micrograms of folic acid a day for at least one month before you're trying to conceive and during your first trimester can cut down the chances of having a baby in the neural tubes, the facts such as spinal bifida by 50 to 70%. Prenatal vitamins, taking prenatal vitamins months in advance leading to the conception can help prevent serious birth defects, preterm delivery, and help mom to be stock up on much needed nutrients that she's going to need to have throughout her entire pregnancy. So ask yourself, are you taking any of these supplements to support your reproductive health? And which ones are you actually taking? Here are some supplements to boost male fertility. So DAA is a type of amino acid found in the testes as well as sperm and semen. Researchers believe that DAA supplements may increase levels of testosterone, the male sex hormone that plays an essential role in male fertility. There are some evidence that oxidative stress can lead to infertility in males. Taking 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C supplement twice a day can counteract some of these harmful effects that may improve sperm quality. Vitamin D is another nutrient that may boost testosterone levels. Additionally, high levels of vitamin D are linked to a greater sperm mobility. Adequate zinc intake appears to be one of the cornerstones of male fertility. Low zinc levels and deficiency is associated with low testosterone levels poor sperm quality, and an increased risk of male infertility. Additionally, um, there are some other herbs out there, medicinal herbs that are frequently used to find or help increase the sperm count. So check out with your local herbalist for those recommendations. Another thing you want to do right now as you're prepping your body for pregnancy is to increase blood flow. This is important for the fertility and egg health as your blood is responsible for delivering oxygen-rich blood to the ovaries. Healthy blood flow is essential to delivering nutrients throughout the entire body. Blood also carries unneeded waste materials out of the body, creating a cleaner and healthier environment for fetal development. A number of techniques can be used to improve blood flow, including but not limited to staying hydrated, massage, yoga, and acupuncture. Some yoga poses are especially helpful, including lotus pose, child's pose, Reclining hero and seated forward bend. This is also very key, if ladies, if you haven't already done this. Figure out when you're ovulating. Knowing when you are most fertile or when you're ovulating will ensure a higher chance of getting pregnant. Simply start using something to track your period when you start and when you end. This will help determine the length of your cycle and help you notice any changes from month to month. The average cycle is 28 days, but it can range from 21 to 35. Mine has actually been 25 up until I conceive. And using trackers such as Olivia, there's quite a few of them out there that you can find. Just something that you could constantly track, maybe even taking your temperature 
is really great. Another technique that you can use, the more information that you can have on tracking your ovulation, the better. There is various methods out there to help you track your ovulation. So find something that works for you. Ovulation predictor kits are also available at most drugstores ranging from $10 to $50. These kits help you determine your ovulation by determining the changes in your hormones through your urine or saliva and is considered to be approximately 99% accurate. Other techniques that I actually like and I've been utilizing a lot more now throughout my pregnancy is acupuncture. And acupuncture is not just great for pregnancy or great for inducing labor, but it's also a really great technique that you can use for fertility health. So if you haven't tried it, definitely try doing this. Acupuncture is a traditional Chinese medicine technique that improves the flow of energy throughout the entire process. The process of acupuncture identifies a number of energy channels called meridians, which connect to different organs in the body. Balancing energy within fertility channels is a goal for acupuncture when trying to conceive. Acupuncture is a natural treatment that may alter brain chemistry by changing the release of hormones essential for fertility. Typical acupuncturists will insert several tiny little needles to specific acupoints to increase blood flow to a desired part of the body. And in the case of fertility, this will be the reproductive organs. If the needles scare you, don't worry. They're very thin strands of hair that may not feel anything at all and help you drift to sleep. I don't like needles at all, you guys. I pass out when I get my blood work done, but I have no problem whatsoever with acupuncture. Some studies suggest conception rates are improved by up to 40% by using acupuncture. It can be used to boost fertility in both men and women. However, due to the makeup of the female anatomy on the inside of the body, females typically respond better than men. Men can improve fertility effectiveness um, with supplementation alone. Another thing that I want to touch on before we wrap it all up is your diet again. Eating natural diet is a foundation for overall health. One way to pack in a lot of the nutrients that you need is a fertility smoothie. Incorporating components that we talked about before into one smoothie is going to be really great. They have antioxidants in these smoothies, free radicals used by factors such as toxins, stress pesticides, and illness can damage DNA within the cells. Antioxidants, however, protect the cells from free radical damage. Free radical damage is an important to health and integrity of the egg, the sperm, and the cells in the uterus, um, ovaries, thyroid, pituitary gland, and nearly the entire body when it's vulnerable. The best way to boost antioxidant intake is by consuming a wide range of fruits and vegetables. It can be difficult to pack a lot of this into a meal, so that's the reason why smoothies are perfect. Vitamins and minerals, zinc, calcium, selenium, vitamin E, A, C, D, folic acid, iron are vital to fertility health. A deficiency in any of these nutrients can negatively impact your fertility health. Again, smoothies offer the perfect option for boosting your intake of these important nutrients. Fiber is another thing that helps regulate your hormone balance, specifically related to to fertility. Fiber removes excess hormones from the body and helps balance blood sugar levels. Fortunately, the foods used in smoothies are usually rich in fiber. So let's talk about getting a really great fiber, um, antioxidant, and nutrient-rich smoothie. This recipe is actually from Mind Body Green, so you can find it over there. It has frozen berries, almond, rice, or hemp milk, protein powder, maca root powder, mixed powder greens, 
royal jelly or bee pollen, and liquid omegas or coconut oil. Adding all these in different you know, amounts, I'm not, I won't tell you what they are because everyone likes it a little bit differently, will be very beneficial. Now, I know I went over a ton of information, so I wanted to quickly do a recap for you. When you are preparing for pregnancy, limiting the stress as much as possible is going to be key. You cannot have a child when there's no space for a child. When you're stressed out to the nines, how are you going to take care of a baby? Your baby knows that or your body knows that, and therefore you're going to reduce your chances of having a baby. It is a survival technique at the end of the day. Begin exploring what herbal supplements will benefit you. If you have any questions, feel free free to reach out to me. I study a lot about women's reproductive systems, and I have studied herbalism, so I'd be happy to help you out with that. You can also look at essential oils that will be very beneficial for you. Look into genetic carrier screening if you are looking to become pregnant. They will do a lot of screenings early on um, around 10 to 11 weeks of your pregnancy if you want to have it all the way up to the time that you conceive. I'm sorry, to that time that you deliver. But if you are looking to get pregnant, I would highly recommend getting it done ahead of time. Maintain a healthy BMI. Exercise regularly, but not over-exercising because over-exercising can cause stress. Implement a healthy diet and limit your exposure to toxins. Boost your blood flow. Track your cycle, especially when you are ovulating. You can use lots of different trackers out there. I can talk to you about that. I can help you with that too. Try an acupuncturist. Make a daily fertility smoothie and do what overall feels right for you. I hope you found this episode to be very beneficial. I know I gave you quite a lot of information, but I wanted to give you all this information so that you can make the best decision for your body. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this. If you found this information to be very beneficial, please do me a favor and share this episode with a friend that you think that would be needing of this information. And if you tried in these things and you had really great success in increasing your fertility, please send me a message. I am also working on a fertility health program that will be launching around Mother's Day. So if you are interested in that, send me an email and I will put you on my VIP list to be the first one to find out about when we actually launch and get special pricing on that. All of my information is in the show notes. So you don't have to worry about what is my email address or anything like that. When you get a chance and you get done listening to this episode, feel free to pause it at any point in time or just take a look at the show notes and send me an email and say, I am interested in your fertility health program and I will put you on my VIP list so you are first to be notified of when we actually launch and get special pricing. I'll see you all beautiful people next week. Bye for now.